Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Wolf and Luke talk Suns Nuggets now. All right, well, we are getting closer to Game 3 of this Suns-Nuggets series, but uh, still not quite there. It'll be tomorrow. The good news, though, Wolf, is we have Eddie Johnson joining us right now on the Arizona oh, yes. Sports Line. Thank goodness. Talk some sense into us here about this game. Eddie, thank you for the time. How are you doing? Uh, your psychologist is here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, you, you all try to figure some things out, wondering what's going on and what can we do yes. to get ourselves back in my wolf voice. Yeah, what that, can we do? that's right. You know, I love this already. This is my favorite, man, when we get to talk about the psychology of sport right now. So do me do me a favor on this, my friend. Frame this series up for me. Where are the Suns right now? Down 0-2. How should they be thinking about the rest of this series? That they're equal. Like, a playoff series doesn't start until you lose at home. Suns already know. They have to get one game in Denver. It didn't mean it was one of the first two games. It just means a game. So it could be game five. It can be game seven. Uh, yeah, you'd love to have the convenience of getting one of the first games. Uh, you know, Philadelphia is feeling good that they go home and they're up one. You know, they have one uh, victory that gave them home court. Uh, Miami. Uh, yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, of course. You would love that. But that doesn't guarantee you're going to win. It really doesn't. Uh, I think eventually, you know, we look at what the Warriors did in the first round against Sacramento. They were down 0-2. They went home. Who won the series? They did. So I think that's the mentality that you bring. You don't too much worry about it. I know fans, you know, fans, the people that look, they don't have control over the situation, so they're a little bit more nervous. But from a player's standpoint, uh, the Suns aren't nervous. They feel comfortable at home. They know their crowd is going to bring it. They're comfortable in their surroundings. Uh, they they look very good when they're at home. And so that's the way you approach it. And, and so, yeah, you would like to be more, you know, into it 1-1, but that's okay. You come home, you take care of business, and then you take your chances again in Denver. Yep. Eddie, if they, it doesn't sound like they're going to have Chris Paul for at least tomorrow's game, maybe longer. In your mind, what's the best way to approach that? If you're the Suns, you lean on campaign? Is it book? Is it, is it a combination? No, I think, you know, you don't too much lean more on Book. We already know what he has to do. I think campaign has to step up and play well. He's capable of doing it. He's had his injuries this year. So we know that, you know, his rhythm is a little bit off. He had some great looks in game two. Didn't knock him down. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm confident in him. I really am. And, you know, it's different when you know you're going to get starters minutes to when you're only on borrowed time. So he knows that now he's going to get some big-time minutes and, a couple of years ago when he was put in that position against the L.A. Clippers, he played extremely well. And so I'm expecting that from him, to have that kind of confidence and that bravado to step out and get it done. And then everyone else that comes in to make up for what Chris is leaving behind. Uh, Chris will still be over there for leadership, and that's huge. Uh, but now these other guys have to pay attention to what he's trying to tell them uh, in the midst of a timeout, in the midst of the game going on. And go out there and try to execute, man. So it's a wonderful time, man. I like you're talking to a guy that experienced it to the utmost in '97. You know, when I was with the Rockets with mm-hmm. Charles and Dream, and and you know we stunk it up in Utah down 0-2. People were down on the bench. They were down on the others. And you know what? We went back to Houston. 
myself, Sadell Threed at that time, uh, Kevin Willis, uh, Matt Fuller, guys that were playing off that bench. We got together and said, you know what, we got to step it up. Lo and behold, game three, I had 31. The oldest player, I think, at that time, never had that many points in the playoffs. And then in game four, I knocked down a game winner. That's how a series can turn. So, like, T.J. Warren, if he gets a chance to play it, it looks like he is, okay, go for it. Prove Monty wrong. Terrence Ross, prove Monty wrong. Monty will be okay with that. You know, go out there and, and, and let people know that you should be playing. And then the other guys coming off the bench, Damian Lee, you know, go for it. Because every series you have a hero. And the other night, the hero was Contagious Caldwell Pope for Denver. Yeah. And so who's going to be the Suns hero other than the obvious in, in Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker? So that's what I'm looking forward to, and, and hopefully it, it, it proves itself right. Yeah, on that note right there, Eddie, talk to me a little bit about what you've seen from Kevin Durant in the first two games right now. How do you evaluate KD after two games? Well, well he's look, even on his off nights, he's still going to have great numbers. Right. So I think he would admit that he hasn't, like, you know, overpowered you with that idea of how great he is in these two games. But it's coming. Like, you know, like, again, when you have great players back against the wall, greatness comes out. We saw it last night with Boston and Philly. Even though Joel showed back up after the game one loss, you would think Philly would have the edge. Boston was so connected mentally and focused that they just couldn't miss anything. And that's just the way it is. Like, when you're, the hardest thing to do is close out an opponent. We got a dose of it in the first round. Without Kawhi Leonard, without Paul George, we're up 18, scored 50 in the third. I think we just walk away and win this thing. And all of a sudden, we looked up and we were only up two. And Russell Westbrook blew a wide-open layup that could have tied the game. So that's just the way you look at it. And, and, and you and you know that somebody's going to step up, and you know that when your back is against the wall, you play your best, and, and that's what I expect from this team. Yep, talking to Eddie Johnson. Uh, Eddie, not a win in Game Two, but defensively, the Suns looked significantly better. Did you like their approach with uh, with Jamal Murray, and, and do you think it's something they can do again tomorrow night? I love that approach. You know, if Jokic is going to score forty, let them keep trying to score forty. But you don't allow the others to have a great night. Like, he's not going to beat the Suns by himself, right? We, that was proven a couple of years ago when the Suns swept him. Yeah. And he didn't have those guys. So, to me, you make sure you want to shut off those guys and don't allow them to have a great game. Because the one thing we know about Jokic, he can go and not touch the ball for about five or six minutes. And then when he does touch it, good things still happen. Mm-hmm. You can't say that about a lot of players. So what you want is just let him keep doing it. If he and he and he would took it upon himself in game two. He said that the Suns defensively weren't allowing him to pass the ball around, and he went for it. I thought DeAndre Ayton played good defense on him. That's all you can do against a tremendously gifted offensive player. But I like the mentality of you know what? All of you all aren't going to beat us, Jokic. If you're going to beat us, you're going to do it by yourself, and that means fatigue comes into play. So. You know, for me, I like that way that the Suns played in game two, and hopefully it continues. You know, for me, right there, you, you just mentioned DeAndre Ayton, and um, I thought he played so much better in game two. I thought he was ready to play in game two as opposed to game one here. Your thoughts on how D.A. played in game two and your expectation for game three? 
Yeah, look, I, I thought he played good defensively. I think people need to get to a point where they need to stop focusing on the negative and then think about the positive. I try to remind people of that. Like, you know, he's not going to turn into uh, this uh, overly aggressive bear. That's not his, his nature. That's not how he plays. But he still can go get you 20 and 12. And if he goes and does that and, 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 and plays serviceable defense, right, and just be a, a problem around the rim to change shots, the Suns have a great chance to win. I think we need to get over this thing where we want him to turn into Akeem Olajuwon. Like, he's DeAndre eight. That's who he is. And I think sometimes, you know, the positivity needs to reign a little bit more heavier, especially in the media, uh, than the negativity. Because what I'm seeing is when he does play well, he doesn't get the same love and the same enthusiasm as when he doesn't play well. And I think we have to be cautious of that. Uh, and, and trust me, I was, I've been guilty of it. And so I just think he needs to defend, work hard, rebound in his area, get a few outside of his area, contest shots at the rim, stay out of foul trouble, uh, and take his shot when it's there with aggression. And if he does that, he'll have a tremendous game. And, guys, remember, a couple of years ago, he pretty much got the best of Jokic in that series. Yeah. Like, you can argue that he outplayed. So he knows that he's capable of doing it. And now he just has to go out there and get it done. Eddie, we appreciate the time in the, uh, in the psychology you. session, too. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll send you the bill. Don't worry about it. It's on its way. <laughs> oh, we know you will. Make Eddie. it out to a Ron Wolfley if you could. I appreciate <laughs> okay, well, I know he got all that money hiding up under his bed. I definitely will send it to him. <laughs> thanks, Eddie. Hey, it's Trajan Wolf, Eddie. You know, I'm just stuffing <laughs> right, it out of the mattress. All right, thanks. That's <laughs> okay, Eddie. Okay, brother. Eddie Johnson joining us right there.